following podcast is scheduled for one fall. Hailing from the Pro Wrestling Tees headquarters in Chicago, Illinois, they are your hosts of the PWT cast, Scrub and Stank! Bang, bang, what is up, you guys? Welcome to a very special Mother's Day edition of the PWT cast, episode 93. I'm, of course, Scrum. And this is Stank. Uh, and like we mentioned, shout out to all the mothers listening. Shout out. Uh, we know we're a day late, but we're recording this on Mother's Day. Uh, and, uh, you know, for those of you who are listening for the first time, we are the PWT cast, the official podcast of Pro Wrestling Tees. We bring you brand new episodes every Monday. Uh, along with our Patreon episodes. Last Friday, we dropped a movie review um, for Wayne's World, which was a lot of fun. I've been saying swing a lot now, um, <laughs> just because I'm 12, obviously. And then uh, this week on the Patreon, um, if you're a $5 tier, you know, you get a free episode of uh, Go Go or Scrump and Stings Family Video, our movie review show. Uh, we'll be talking about um, The Crow. Uh, you know, it's a, it's a very seminal film within pop culture it's something that you know to this day i think still holds up and uh we have a pretty fun chat about that with a uh, hot topic joe joe enriquez we love you joe um as well as we have an episode of go go scrump and stink uh for the ten dollar and above tiers uh where we talk about forever red the uh 10 year anniversary episode where all the red rangers team up um both episodes a lot of fun <laughs> i i do i do realize that on that Forever Red episode, um, because we recorded it uh, a little earlier, we mentioned that there is some construction going on uh, in the PWT cast offices. Um, uh, construction has not happened yet, uh, but uh, for those of you guys who who have, yeah. So what's yeah. going on is uh, there's a new uh, we, there's three warehouses. Uh, one of the warehouses that stores a bunch of offices where we have uh, the PWT cast studio. Well, there's some uh, construction being done, and uh, the third warehouse got like demolished and being built. It's all it's all super fancy, super brand new, and uh, there's going to be like a, a little walkway uh, from the from this level into the new building, and it's going to be made in our office. Uh, the only thing is, it just it hasn't happened yet. And for those, not many of you, but who have seen the office, like. There's so much bullshit in here that it is going to be the worst to just yeah. to get everything like, to the point where I was just considering like uh like plastic wrapping everything and just leaving it as is but because there are all these stupid little toys it just it would be a mess regardless. Um so if you listen to that episode and you're like what are they talking about all this construction? They've not mentioned it once uh, on their uh podcast. That's what it is, um, but yeah, you know we have those, and so of course you know you can you can join for as low as five bucks, uh, patreon.com forward slash pwtcast, as well as uh, you know the the wonderful David Stank over here um, came up with two new t shirt designs. You know they're of course the logos for it, Go Go Scrump and Stank, and uh, Scrump and Stank's family video. Uh, which shout out Joshua Davis and Jesse Kolenberg for picking those up. Uh, we love you guys. And, yeah, if you want to pick up those, you know, um, ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash PWTCast. Dave, Marvel made a, made a big announcements this week. It's been a while since we talked about Marvel. I know last week we talked about uh, Invincible. Yeah, we got to see the big, uh, like, the sizzle reel trailer. Um, and, of course, as Marvel is 
very excellent athletes. They tug at our heartstrings. We get a, a nice voiceover by Stan Lee, basically pulling a Mister Rogers on us and telling us, "Hey, we're better. Than, we're better people. We're all brothers and sisters. We're all in this together. We're one big universe." Um, and of course, it, you know, they're talking about the Marvel universe, but they're also talking about us as a people. And then, you know, once that happens, then we get we get beautiful teaser after teaser after teaser, most of them with dates, some of them conspicuously without dates. But uh, Marvel, again, is bringing the heat. Yeah, they showed some footage from uh, Black Widow, which I got I got called a misogynist because I said Black Widow's my least favorite character. And I was just like, I'm sorry, she's one of the worst characters in that lineup you know her best superpower is that she's scarlett johansson and that's why she got her own movie but i digress they showed footage you know black widow uh shang chi eternals finally it was a, a just a little bit not enough but it, it was just a little bit of footage of uh, eternals and then you know they they announced uh the sequel to black panther wakanda forever that one doesn't have a date like you mentioned they announced guardians of the galaxy volume three coming out uh may 2023 which james gunn has said that's his last um guardians maybe they can change his mind you know i really like what he does with these guardians movies um and then they announced the marvels as well which uh at first was just captain marvel 2 and that one's coming out uh next november uh november 11th 2022 um that one interesting because uh, you know, we met Monica Rambeau, who at some point does take up the mantle of Captain Marvel, and then they are filming the the, the Miss Marvel TV show, which, like, if you go online, you can actually see her in costume, which um, doesn't look as silly as I thought it would. Um, I'm not sure if you've yeah. seen those yet. Yeah, when you see the comic book one, it, you know, it's, it looks very, um, it was just a teenager, but it looks very, like, kid costume like but in real life it looks pretty good oh yeah no i i I thought it was like really good and um i mean again i'm i'm very just in passing know about uh miss marvel but i'm i'm interested uh they also uh confirmed ant-man and the wasp quantumania will uh open up february 17 2023 which again that one should be fun from what i had heard that one's supposed to introduce king the conqueror as well as Young Avengers, which um, should be fun, and then of course uh, they they tease the Fantastic Four. Um, someone that works at Marvel like confirmed they were just like, yes, that is what what, what we are teasing, um, and there's no release date for that, but uh, a lot of fun, like uh, you know, a lot of fun that there's all this stuff coming out because um, one of the things, one of the major things during the pandemic was how like uh the lack of like things to look forward to as far as it came to movies because for me for the most part uh like what i was looking forward to would be revolving around like marvel movies you know i'd be like okay this is happening like two weeks before you know this one or uh, two weeks after that like it was just so easy and we got none we got nothing you know for about a year and then you know we we got uh, wandavision and uh captain america or the falcon and winter soldier and you know now it's like we're getting you know this year we're supposed to be getting black widow shang chi and eternals 
which should be nuts. Like Eternals is supposed to be so good. Like I, I saw something that they're like already working on a sequel, which should be fun. Um, and then they're filming, uh, you know, Doctor Strange. Spider-Man is, I believe, close to finishing uh, filming because that one's also supposed to come out this year, right? If it's, I believe, it was this year. I mean, yeah, to, like to me, like the cool thing about, you know, when Marvel was really getting into all the phases and stuff is like, I don't know how you look at your work week, but like, I like to break it down into chunks. You know, I, I got like mini goals. So like I come in on Tuesday and Thursday. So like I'll hit Tuesday and I'm like, all right, Thursday's taco day. And then Friday and then you got the weekend. And, you know, we work on weekends sometimes, but, you know, it, it takes these little milestones to help get you through the week sometimes. And then that's the way it was with all the Marvel releases. We'd be like, all right, in a couple months we got, you know, a new Avengers or, oh, Spider-Man's coming out or, oh, Doctor Strange. And, and you know, we were so conditioned to getting just regular, you know, oh, Thor's coming up, sweet. Uh, and, and you know, we couldn't, they couldn't do it. They couldn't film them for a period of time. And so just getting that, like, little dose of, wow, everything might be getting back to normal pretty soon was really, really great. Oh, for sure. And I know I know some people might be listening and they're like, hey, it's not normal where I am. Like, no, for sure, you know, like, it's, it's Mother's Day weekend. And, like, yesterday I went to, like, a very, very small game. It was literally, like, not even 10 of us, you know. Um, cause my cousin, she, her and her husband are just randomly moving to South Carolina. Like they don't know anyone in South Carolina, but her and the kids and her husband are just moving to South Carolina. So we were there, but like, I saw a lot of like people posting videos and stuff of like them out at like massive gatherings. And it's, that's kind of one of the things where I'm just like, Oh, like we're going to regress. Like, um, uh, Lori Lightfoot announced that like oh Chicago is going to open back up like no restrictions on anything July 4th and I'm just like oof like that it, it just I mean despite being vaccinated I do not trust like that that is a good idea you know like and yeah, it, I also think though too we, we've all or at least most of the people and I, and I assume most of you listeners because we only have the most responsible listeners, but most of us have been taking precautions, you know, for over a year now. And it's going to be one of those things where you, when everything opens back up, yeah, you, you just don't trust it. It's just, are, are we there? Are we safe? Have we really gotten over this hump? Especially since over the course of like the last several months, it seemed like we were turning a corner and then there'd be a wild rager on St. Patrick's day or, you know what I mean? And like people would just, we're so close to the finish line and then they would stumble and then we get pulled back again. So yeah, it's going to be weird. I, I don't know about you, but like when there is open restrictions or when all the restrictions are opened up, it's going to feel weird not wearing a mask in public. I, I mean, I'm probably going to do it for at least for a little while. Yeah. I mean, me too. Like I, yeah, I just, I don't, I just, I don't trust it. I don't trust yeah, people. But I don't, but I don't trust people. Yeah. Anytime, you know, like we went to Mitsuah yesterday, me and uh, Peyton and Chris to get some ramen. And I was alarmed at how many people were packed in there. I was like, holy cow. But um, that's happened to me many a time too. Where like, um, I mean, I, whenever I eat there, regardless, I, you know how there's like the, the one main caf like a uh, cafeteria kind of place. Yeah. There's like the separate one. Yeah. 
yeah, where almost no one is. Yeah, you got to go sit over there. Yeah, even pre-pandemic, I would always go sit over there because I'm just like, there are way too many people here. And then there's always like, uh, like for the, for anyone who's never been, it's a, a place over here, you know, um, Arlington Heights, right near Chicago. It's it's pretty cool. It's like a actual like supermarket. It's a bookstore. It's there's so much like cool little shit packed in there. But they have like a really nice cafeteria with all this really great food. I love their ramen there. Um, again, prior to the pandemic, literally there every weekend. Um, but they don't have that much seating. So you're just waiting. <laughs> I was yeah. waiting for you to get up and just hovering and like yeah, yeah everyone's me. just hovering like yeah above you we're just like you know the minute you like make a move they're just like oh, are you you know but if you that's like to me the trick was there's another like seating area just on the other side uh where people just forget about it. i'll go there because again people just forget about it so yeah. no one ever really bothers you there yeah it's not as scenic like you don't get to see all the vendors making food but yeah, you're not packed in there like a sardine. Oh, no, for sure. Um, yeah, I don't know. Like, it's it's weird. It's weird to me. And, uh, I mean, hey, it, by all means, like, if you guys are comfortable and, you know, you're 100% sure that the people you're around have also been vaccinated, like, by all means, but just be safe, you know, if, if you're going to be out there doing stuff. Um, just just be safe. Uh, Dave, um, I... So, um, I don't know. If, I don't know if you know this at all or not. Um, I'm, I'm not exactly like the biggest fan of the police, uh, but there I was yesterday um, watching this movie that I completely forgot existed. Like it's there's so many like again movies and TV shows, mainly mostly like animated ones from my childhood that I forget about. This one again completely just forgot it existed. It was like, oh yeah, that was a thing. Um, have you ever watched Osmosis Jones? Didn't they have Chris Rock in it? Yeah, it's Chris Rock. Yeah. Um, I know of Osmosis Jones. I I, I think he had like a regular cartoon. Yeah, he. Too. Yeah, it won the. Maybe that's where I know him from. An animated show called Ozzy and Drix. Yeah, I, I I know he's got like a he looks like a blue sperm or something. Yeah. Yeah, I I don't think I saw the movie, but I know what you're talking about. This is one of those like early two thousands movies because it came out in like two thousand one, I believe. Um, yeah, it, it actually. So I was reading a little bit about it. Um, Warner Brothers used to have an animation studio to make animated movies. Yeah, it ultimately shut down because of this movie because it just uh, it didn't make enough money. But it also went up against the movie that they turned down. Brad Bird came to them with an idea for a movie they basically they're like all right what's well, this or that uh you know what let's go with the chris rock vehicle or not chris rock wasn't even attached to it they're like let's go with this other one the movie they turned down was the incredibles uh and you know they're with osmosis jones and uh, you know it, i believe like warner brothers animation shortly shut down after this because they were just like oh but it was just so weird it's like I think that's one of my favorite things now with like so many just random movies being added to like, because right now we're at the point where in in like the streaming wars where everyone is just buying up whatever they can. Everyone is, you know, like anything that they can and discovering new movies via that way. And like, uh, for all intents and purposes, I've got like every one of the, every streaming service, you know, I pay for some, some people pay for the others, you know, shout out Dave. Um, But it, it is easy that way to kind of just like, oh, yeah, this, oh, shit, I forgot this existed. And, like, 
go back and watch it, like, it, people often complain about how, like, oh, man, like, I miss the good old days of, like, TGIF and all that, and, like, nah, I am so, I am so spoiled that, like, I just, I, I love, I love the way the system is set up now, you know, especially, like, I, I believe we talked about it, like, uh, Invincible, I finished Invincible, and I was just like, ah, I was like, I want some more Invincible, and it's like, but I have to wait, and, but, like, it's fine, you know, I was just like, I don't mind waiting, but were you aware, Dave, uh, of the King of the Hill connection? Yes, I, I actually was, uh, but it, I, I think we were talking off air with someone about it, but, uh, yeah, I mean, they make a couple invincible references in King of the Hill. Bobby likes reading Unvincible. Mm-hmm. And I don't think we mentioned this, but Cecil's assistant, I can't remember his name. Looks, but he looks like Bobby Hill. Looks exactly like Bobby Hill, yeah. Well, I know uh, in front of the show, Ryan Mears said there's more references to Invincible, like, scattered on throughout the show. I believe he said there's, like, one point where, like, Strickland is holding, like, an Invincible action figure. But, like, that's so fucking cool. Like, for for those, especially, like, if Cecil's assistant is directly modeled after Bobby Hill because, um, like, so in in, uh, Invincible... There's uh, and this isn't a spoiler for some reason you still haven't seen it, but the high school that uh, Mark attends is uh, <laughs> Reginald Vell Johnson High School. Uh, <laughs> Reginald Vell Johnson, of course, actor plays you know most famously uh, Eddie Winslow, or um, I'm sorry, Carl Winslow. Carl Winslow. Carl I'm sorry, Winslow. Carl Winslow. Yeah. I always go with Eddie. Carl Winslow yeah, on, <laughs> on on Family Matters. Uh, that was just like an inside joke, you know, that he had when or Robert Kirkman had when he was writing the comics. So when they're doing the TV show, they actually get Reginald Vell Johnson to play uh, Principal Winslow, you know, yeah. which is like I, I always think that's just so funny when like you're able to do that. And like even in I was reading uh, some of the Invincible comic books and, you know, it's the same thing, Reginald Vell Johnson. But at one point, there's a student being bullied who's clearly supposed to be Steve Urkel. Like, <laughs> Clearly, you know, I, I like I believe they're like Steve White, you know, which like Jaleel White is is his name. Um and there's also like other fun references and like at one point they're at like Twin Pine Mall. Like yeah. just random shit like that. Like if you're a fan of Invincible, um and you get the chance to read the book, by all means do it. Like I downloaded Comixology and then I was able to get like a free like week long trial or something like that to just like get the books there um yeah it's dude so good like i i'm just i'm so excited for like what more is coming because like there's so much and like it's crazy to me that this is like a that there's probably so many other comic books like this that like i've just never heard of and like people are just like yeah like it's really good you should you should read it yeah well well two things also um if you if you're able to get a hold of like the list of the trade paperbacks for uh invincible the vast majority of them are named after like sitcoms like you got a different world three's company <laughs> the facts of life head of the class like who's the boss they're all named after the like, classic sitcoms like each of these little uh trade paperback collections of like the different issues which is pretty funny and Second of all, like we really live in a golden age and it really kind of started in the 2000s, but we're really kind of getting into it now where 
you know, movies and shows like this are really exposing a lot of people to books that, uh, you know, you might have passed over if you were in a, in a comic book shop because they, you know, they weren't part of the DC or Marvel lineup. Um, you know, I, I was, we, when we were talking with, uh, Joe about the crow, you know, when I was younger, the crow was a book that I just passed up in the comic book store. Cause it looked like, like an edgelord book. And, you know, it looked really, it was black and white and looked really brooding. And I was like, I don't want to watch that. And then it became one of my favorite movies or like a lot of people don't know the mask was a comic book, um, or things like from hell or V for vendetta, you know, Watchmen clearly, but like, <clears throat> there's so many good movies that make you want to go back and read the original source material. And I think that's just a, that can only be a good thing. Oh no, for sure, man. Like it's, it's, it's so cool. Like I, like, and there's some books too, where like, so like I, I read some of the saga books and I believe it was like a uh, waiting who told me that with those books, um, like they, like the, the creator was just like, yeah, there's no way that these books are ever going to be like made into anything. Like he's just very, like very adamant about like, nope, I, I don't want these made into any, like, I just want them to be, um, you know, my, my comic book and that's it. Like nothing else. And it, that's always kind of a bummer because it's like the, you know, for the few issues that I have read, I'm like, oh, this would make, this would make for a perfect TV show. Um, but I mean, you know, luckily we are spoiled, you know, spoiled rotten with uh, the things that we do get. Um, but yeah, you know, very much like this interview, Dave, cause this was a very fun interview. Uh, and yes. Hey, before we get into this interview, of course, uh, shout out to the sponsors of the show. We have a uh, cryptic closet. Uh, if you're looking for some spooky apparel or a Fanny DeVito fanny pack, head over to crypticcloset.com. Use promo code PWTCAST. Get a whole last 20% off. Uh, we have freelance wrestling and freelance underground. They're, they're getting back. They're getting back to doing some shows and they're putting on some pretty fun cards. Um, you know, that, that, Hey, that Trevor outlaw kid, you know, that wonderful Trevor Outlaw. He's, he's, yeah, he wrestles for them. Uh, man just wrestled Cabana, like, uh, guy, you know, they're strapping the rocket on that boy and I couldn't be happier for someone. Uh, so check out freelance and freelance underground. Uh, we have gorilla publishing as well. Like we mentioned, if you, if you, you know, you're, you want to get into some comic books and don't know where to start, head over there. Julio and the boys have, uh, and the girls have some wonderful books, uh, over there. Um, and then M3 toys as well. If you, I mean, Mother's Day already passed, but Father's Day is right around the corner. And if your dad, you want to get your dad into some Funko Pops or NECA figures, head over there and use promo code PWTCAST because uh, you'll get a whole ass 10% off. And they've got so much stuff there. Their inventory is just, it's, they got, they got so much of it. Help them get rid of it, you know? Uh, you know, Matthew, little Matthew may need some braces soon. And uh, if you're not buying these Funko Pops, Michael might have to sell his Tesla, you know? And we don't want that, you know. No, no. Uh, and of course, uh, to the wonderful patrons of the show who help help keep the show free, um, so many of them. Uh, of course, Clifford Fraser, uh, the wonderful Clifford Fraser, Jesse Kohlenberg. We also recorded uh, his uh, movie review uh, in Mallrats. That will come out not this week, but next week. Uh, Mark Villanueva, our little buddy, um, <laughs> who I. He he's a very good Facebook Facebook follow. Uh, if anyone, yeah. if any of you guys have him on Facebook, very good. Uh, our man Joshua Davis, of course. Shout out Joshua Davis. You know, uh, such a wonderful person. Ryan Mears, who oh my god, this guy, the most impressive comic book collection. I showed you the other day when we were on yeah. lunch. His comic. I was like, 
can I go visit your library, please? That looks so much, looks so cool. Like that, that is what like I want. You know, I want just like, I, I always watch these movies where it's just like a giant room full of books and I'm such like a nerd that I'm like, yes, that's what I want. Um, our man, Neil Flanagan. I'm very excited to finally get to, to record with Neil. It's, it's one that I've been, you know, I've been salivating at cause I'm just like, oh, Neil is such a gem. I can't wait for you guys to meet. Uh, Shannon Howenick. Hey, happy, happy Mother's Day to Shannon, you know, up in Canada. I believe today is also Mother's Day. If not, regardless, shout out to you for being a mom. Uh, our boy, Jonathan Mayer, Hot Topic Joe, as we mentioned, who, uh, who like as soon as we finished. Also, if you're uh, in the $20 or above tier, um, I I sent you out your uh, patron of the show shirts as well, uh, and, you know, I saw Anthony Torres got his, uh, you know, Jesse got his, Joe got his, like right after we finished recording with him yesterday um yeah uh ryan crossley who ryan crossley is now uh up in the 20 dollar tier the man you know he's he's made his way up there so shout out uh ryan for that taffy hatfield taffy our wonderful taffy again who we recorded uh wayne's world with her so much fun like uh wayne's world again one of those gems that i was just like oh yeah like this is why it's so like culturally relevant. People love this movie. Yeah. Uh, Vivian, who stopped by the shop earlier this week, I, I gave her some of her Patreon stuff uh, as well. Uh, our boy Anthony Torres, he posted a picture of his laptop with all their stickers on there, and like I, collection. oh god, <laughs> yeah, I saved that because it just it looks so cool. And of course, later in the month we'll be talking uh, with Anthony uh, about the Mummy because that that's the movie that he picked. I'm very excited to like same same thing get to talk to him and get to talk some mummy with him. Uh, we have uh, the great and powerful WH Park, Brandon from New Jersey, and John Cena from over at the Post Wrestling, uh, from the Post Wrestling Universe. You know, those guys are crushing it over there. Brandon just, uh, whenever he pops up on podcasts, it's, it's always my favorite. I've, I've told them that we'll get him on the PWT cast at some point, just he's a wonderful guy. And, of course, WH Park. You know, you want to talk some fucking comics, this guy has – and encyclopedia knowledge of most comics, so that's always fun. Uh, and then, of course, uh, my godfather, Jesus. Jesus. Uh, so, shout, shout out, Jesus. yeah, shout out Jesus, uh, Dave. This week, we we had the pleasure of recording with uh, Wes and uh, Ashley Allen. You know, uh, head of the Allen Club. Uh, really fun interview. It it kind of just went all over the place. You know, like um, we talked like fireworks, shoplifting, um, religion. religion. <laughs> yeah, like it sort of just went all over the place, and that's one of the things that like I I love about them. You know, like I I religiously listen to their show, and um, sometimes they have guests on, and you know, like I mentioned, it'll always be pretty fun. But sometimes it's just them to just having these conversations about anything and everything. And um, Joe kind of mentions it in our um, review of the Crow, you know, but he's like uh, it with the pandemic and not being able to see everyone that you want to see one of the wonderful things is having having things like this like a podcast where um you almost feel like the third man you know like you're just sitting there just not saying anything but you're there with them um and if anyone feels that way about our show hell yeah you know we love all our listeners we love everyone who supports us uh and you know i very much appreciate all the people who help help keep me sane because like at work more often than that i've got some podcasts playing in my ear um so it and it always helps when it's friends that are you know that are in that year uh because 
yeah, like as we mentioned, the pandemic almost over, but um, not just there yet. Uh, but l- without any further ado, let's go ahead and get into this interview because it is it is a little bit of a longer one, but I, I really think you guys will enjoy it. So uh, yeah, let's go ahead and get into this week's episode uh, with the Allen Club. Dave, I'm very happy for this specific episode. Um, it's weird how now that like 27, almost 28, my schedule revolves around uh, what podcasts come out daily. Um, it's it's just like a weird thing because 10 years ago, like I there was a podcast that I listened to that I had to download onto my podcast from my computer. It was very weird um, the way things were about 10 years ago. But now it's just every week, every morning I wake up and there will be like a specific podcast that are waiting for me. Or I'll go to bed like, all right, this will be there in the morning. Every Wednesdays, um, I get to hang out with like my favorite family from Ohio. Uh, it's so weird the way wrestling works, so specifically wrestling podcasts. Like we've talked about it so many times through Marty and Sarah. We've met so many people. Um these two specific people you know they're like my uh my parents over from ohio you know it's so weird again like i mentioned their podcast every wednesday i listen to it and it's and i almost feel like i hear it from like people listen to our show like i almost feel like i'm just sitting in a corner just like you know not speaking but like i'm there directly with them uh and i'm of course i'm talking about the hosts of uh why did we ever meet um we've had uh we've had the pleasure of having you know one of these gentlemen on several times we've had their son their progeny uh on as well uh i'm of course talking about uh wes and wes and ashley allen uh the what is it the patriarchs of the allen club wes and ashley you guys that's what i'm talking about how are you guys doing good good Good. Glad, glad we could come on um i have to tell you guys this so we're Dave knows the routine when you're a parent, like you're just, you're up early because fucking yep. that's just how this shit goes. <laughs> so we got up because we're doing some yard work and shit today. And we ran to get a gallon of paint and do a few other things. I am one of those people that I can go, man. Like, it, like when the wasteland comes, I'm not a gun guy. I'm not a weapon guy. But what I can do is I can go long periods of time without sleep and food. Before, like, we were 10 minutes, uh, we were, you know, we weren't even 10 minutes from the house. She was cutting such a promo (laughs) that, like, if her FBI agent heard her phone, like, they'd be here arresting her. The shit she said about a lady that lives a block over, holy shit. I hate her. (laughs) She hates her because she was, she's a Trump supporter, but also, like, she hates her because her yard looks, and her her yard and her house are cute. (laughs) But she's a Trump supporter, so she fucking hates yeah, her. Yeah, a hater. <laughs> I, I'm very much also like, we're recording. This is probably the earliest I've ever recorded a podcast. <laughs> and um, probably, the, probably the earliest I've been up. I don't get up this early for work, but I get up Aww. this early for the I get up this early for the Allen Club, though. All right. Um, <laughs> but it's funny because like, I'm just, I'm really not a morning person. Like, I talked about it. I think it was on the um dave and i we did on one of the pie ranger shows we did but i'll I'll talk about it here um when i lived next door to the shop i was living with my girlfriend then at the time she was living with us and at one point we're like let's go to the gym like there's a a plant or an export not too far from us we're like fuck it let's go 
but mm-hmm. she wanted to go like morning, very, very early morning. So she would wake me up at five. We'd leave at five thirty. And it wasn't until about six thirty or seven that I would actually speak to her. Like I would be so I'd be like, I would just straight up like, don't fucking talk to me. <laughs> and we'd get to the gym and in between like the locker room and like actually the, the gym, there was like this little waiting area, a little seating area. I assumed it was just for pieces of shit like me, but I would, <laughs> I would just, I would sit there just like, just waiting, just kind of getting my energy up. And then eventually I would kind of go, just go do my own stuff at one point. Cause my dad, he's religiously, he's a gym rat at what, whenever he would walk in, that's when I was just like, Oh, Hey, all right, guess I'm up now. Cause at that point it'd been about an hour. But I'm just yeah. so not a morning. Like even like when Stank and I, like we were roommates on on like the last Jericho cruise. Yeah. Um, him and Michael, both dads, so they were always up super early, and they'd go get breakfast. I wouldn't see them again until they'd come back in around lunchtime to let me know it's lunchtime. Like, uh, I think I maybe got breakfast once on that cruise. Oh my god! That's about right. <laughs> but I'm, how was the bre- how was the breakfast, Stank? Uh, you know, typical cruise breakfast sure. buffet. <laughs> uh, yeah. but it, it's it's like the one thing you look forward to when you wake up. It you know, just a, a mess of eggs and bacon. Yeah, sure. Yep. Yep. Yeah. No, that totally makes sense. They got one of those fucking waffle stations where you can put yeah, all, like oh, yeah, completely yeah. unnecessary shit to pile on top of one waffle. Yeah. Well, and then uh, you you know you you'd have like the long line for the omelet station for like the world's smallest omelets, but uh, <laughs> the one egg omelet. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, that the first year I remember because it was it was myself and Frank. We were also rooming together, and it was the same thing. Like we'd wake up like late. And there was one time that we actually woke up in time for breakfast and like, but we got there and it was like the last remnants. Like it was just like little oh, bits bro. of bacon, but it was like the bo- yeah. the, the stuff at the bottom. Like we see the omelet station. Oh, we're like, are you guys still doing uh, omelets? And the guy's kind of like, fine. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Like, what do you want? And we're just like, oh, no, no. And like, it's okay. We don't really want an omelet. Um, but I keep getting fucking emails from them. Like, about like hey are you still gonna go and there, it's so weird because so we're dave and i were in like this chris jericho facebook group um like for cool. the cruise uh yeah which is the best because oh. dave, dave why don't you tell them about uh before i get to my story dave tell them about the constant uh joke that you like to play on these people uh, every couple months i'll ask a question like i'm a i'm a new person in the group and i'll say hey uh, I'm really excited about going. Can't wait to meet all you ragers at sea. Um, but I've never really gotten a straight answer. Is Chris Jericho going to actually be on the boat? And then everyone really gets mad. Like, there's some people that know that I'm joking because they've seen me do it like eight times before. <laughs> but they'll be like, of course he's going to be on the boat. It's called the Chris Jericho cruise. And I'm like, yeah, but like, there's a bunch of buildings called Trump Tower. And I don't think, uh, I don't think President Donald Trump's going to be at every building and then someone will say don't you mean former president trump and i'm like oh here we go do i though do i (laughs) joe biden won the election and then you know i'm just stirring him see and then i'll be it'll be me or someone else from pro wrestling tees but we'll be the shit kings and like after it's kind of died down go in there and be like wait so we never got a straight answer and just keep going with it like it is is he gonna be there? Hey, look, you need to know. Like it, 
Kathy Lee Gifford wasn't on every Carnival cruise just because she sang no. the fucking theme song. Like, yeah. Well, I my favorite is people. People will go, Fozzie's gonna be there, and then I'll be like, I'm. I don't know what Foz, what's Fozzie, and they'll be like his band. I'm like, holy shit, like. I'll be like, he plays music too, and like people like, yeah, like it's his uh, it's his theme song, and I'm just like, oh, okay, oh, Oh, he sings "Break the Walls Down." (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, no, it's that's always fun. What the hell did I bring that part up? Um, Oh yeah, so like they they keep there's like constant conflicting reports where like uh. Oh, about if it's happening or not? Yeah, because yeah. they'll be like, yeah. "Oh, these are the brand new rules, like Florida implemented." They go directly like against what this like cruise liner, what Norwegian cruise line, uh, is saying. Like, and it's just, you know, rules in Florida. Exactly. Like, <laughs> don't seem to that doesn't seem to shake out. Yeah, you know, like sorry to our Floridian listeners, but like I'm sure they know how. How loosey goosey the rules are down there. Well, like our the, the our podcast network is based out of Florida, and yeah, shout like out Jabroni those, U, Jabroni U Network. Uh, those guys <laughs> and those guys are like, but the thing is, like, it's just a state by state thing. Like, I went off about this on last week's episode. <laughs> state pride, or like, like, it's one thing to be like, yeah, I'm from Chicago. It's cool. It's another thing to be like, if you ever say a fucking unkind word about Chicago, I'll burn your house. Like that sort of fucking loyalty to where you live is <laughs> upwards of the dumbest mentalities I will ever encounter. You're that fucking proud that you live in this specific part of a big fucking rock. Shut up. Oh my God. This energy in that. It is. It's so fucking ridiculous. Like, like it, I, I have family that lives in Florida and I made some crack on social media about Florida and my family members were all like, what about your family down there? Like, I'm not talking about you fucking morons. I'm just talking about the general attitude of that shithole state, Florida. But since you guys said that, now I'm lumping you in because you're acting like every other fucking jerk off in that state. Oh, my God. Dude, that, that has been a point of contention with, like, me and, like, so, like, I'm, I'm Mexican and never, like, yeah, yeah. Well, I tell people I'm Welsh. Um, <laughs> you know, I'm a Welsh. Yeah, but no, the, and there's so many like other. Oh, Sasha's here. <laughs> Hello, Sasha. You, you guys can't so see that uh, their their dog Sasha is joining the the Zoom meeting with us. Okay. Um, okay. But like, but yeah. So so like growing up, that was a, a big thing where it's just like, like yeah, you're not real Mexican if you and your family aren't going down to like your giant house in Mexico and spending a whole month. And it's just like, dude, my like, where my dad was from, they were so poor he left at fourteen to gamble his life, basically. Yeah, you know, yeah. like yeah. it is such a shithole. And like, I don't know. My mom was kind of just like, eh, I'd rather just like go to you know go to the u.s and so it's just it's never been like a thing but like i mean people yeah. that just have such like a hard on for and i'm like yeah. i don't know very very much the same way like uh yeah where it's just like fourth of july rolls around and it's always like my least favorite holiday give a shit. Yeah. i don't give a shit uh, yeah like, like like fireworks are cool yeah sure that's fine yeah, like, because my- i love fire and explosions that's really the only reason that's, yeah but that's a <laughs> all year round 
Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, yeah. literally, Dave. Yeah. <laughs> Year yeah. round, she's looking for shit to set on fire. Like <laughs> we, <clears throat> a few years ago, <laughs> we were clearing some, we had a garage sale and then like, you know, we had some stuff left over and like, <laughs> she started straight up fucking burning shit. <laughs> And I was in like, the yard. I don't, what are you doing? Like, I don't think this is legal. It's not. She's like, oh, it, no, it's, well, what are we going to do with it? I go, donate it, not fucking burn it. Like, <laughs> set it on fire. She's like, no, like her brother, she and her brother were like burning furniture, like, like, you, you, like college towns do after their team wins a national championship. <laughs> well, I, I'm sure your Trump neighbor was like, I like where this is going. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, all right, all right. I like this. this I can get down with this. <laughs> and then we look them directly in the eye and say, you're next. <laughs> I feel like when I was younger, like my best friend and I, that was a thing because there was one summer where like my older cousin, she was like, hey, we're driving out to Indiana. Like, do you guys want to come? We're going to buy fireworks. Cause that, that's the thing. Like, You can't buy fireworks yeah. in Chicago, but like you can drive to Indiana where it's, it might as well be the wild west out there. I, yeah, for sure. And so we did that. And my, this was, I was in about like sixth grade and I only had about 10 bucks cash. Mm-hmm. The amount of fireworks I was able to buy with $10 cash yep. is, <laughs> it was insane. Like I could only think of now with like real adult money. Um, yeah. But I remember it's just it's we just went around just like we would we would get like bottle rockets and just light them and shoot them at each other because we were bored and we were like yeah. twelve or thirteen, yeah. Um, and then after that we would just start like all right well let's just start lighting things like on fire because we got bored. But it was very much like once like all the lighter fluid ran out like we didn't have anyone to buy us lighters and we were like all right well, <laughs> like I guess that's the end of like us being like these little pyrotechnics. <laughs> mm, I wish that was the end. My brother and his best friend. I went over to. We were just. Were you? Were you with me or no? Maybe we went over to his house, to his mom's house, and just in the middle of the road, uh, my brother and him were were burning napalm. <laughs> they had made napalm, and they they were just. It was just burning in the middle of the road. Just like. Fucking this is a lunatic. this is like a city too, like not like a little teeny tiny town like what where where we live or where my brother and I grew up. And there was one time, didn't Drew give him? Didn't Drew gave my brother some giant firework? Drew from uh, from the draft pod. Yeah. He gave her brother one of this firework, and the only way I could describe it, it looked like it was you know. It had the same circumference as like a bucket, but it was just full of like hundreds of little fucking explosives. My dumbass brother went up to the loft of our barn. Oh, I was, I helped him with that. Yeah. Yeah. And there's a window and we're, I mean, it's a, it's a town. It's a, her mom live, her mom, her mom lives in this like small red, like neighborhood and but she has a garage and a barn and it had this loft and we came back from somewhere and I was fucking wrecked and we I went think Brian was too. We went to hang out with her brother and his friend and he's like, "Look at this. I got this thing Drew gave me." I was like, "Cool, let's light it." <laughs> so wh- where's the logical place to do that? On in the loft of a barn. <laughs> like they open up the window and they light it and doesn't it like We just aimed it. <laughs> But what we didn't know was it all is going to go. Yep. Like at the same time. Yep. So it fucking launches like a missile. <laughs> yeah. And we were like, oh. 
And when it exploded, it was oh my it was like an God. explosive I bet and it knocked town. a limb out of a tree yep. in someone else's yard. And yep. we were like, well, okay, it's okay. looking well, it's shit. late. We should go. Like <laughs> maybe 20 minutes later, the cops come like rolling through, like, what the fuck's going on? And we're like, we have no idea what happened. Oh, did you hear that? <laughs> you were like, we're the ones who call the cops, actually. That was yeah, pretty crazy we're very concerned <laughs> dave what's it because you you live in like a, a smaller town like is live in a smaller what's fireworks like over there for you guys like I'm, oh my god dude, we have it sounds have like less than a month before it just goes fucking it ridiculous. sounds like apocalypse now for like three straight months yeah. like le- legit because this is like like we're so everyone is shooting them off for perspective so for perspective for your listeners if you're familiar with ohio we're in northwest ohio uh, we're near Toledo and Bowling Green. We're just south of Detroit. Like we're very close to the Michigan line. <clears throat> and Michigan, you can legally buy fireworks. Yeah. Ohio, it's illegal. Yeah. And I say that with quotes because it's good to do visuals on an audio platform. Um, <laughs> but uh, I say that because everywhere sells fireworks. Yeah. Like they claim it's illegal. You can go like, anywhere and buy them in Ohio. Anywhere. There's I mean, fireworks stores that pop up. Yeah. And I don't really understand the legality of that, but <clears throat> they, uh, once people start lighting them off, it's just nonstop, dude. Mm-hmm. It's constant dogs barking, fireworks going off everywhere. Like, and this is the, like, this is a, there's a lot of smaller towns that surround these cities and it's just, it's fucking Trump country. So like th- these idiots fucking love America oh and they God. love fireworks. <laughs> Dave, what's it like for for over in your neighborhood? Because it Elgin is also a little smaller than than actual Chicago is, and I I've seen your neighbors, so I imagine they're big fireworks people because they're always <laughs> for for context. Uh, it's just these dudes always outside working on their cars, so I gotta imagine these guys love their fireworks. Fourth yeah. of July starts on the second of July. And continue yeah. after the sixth of July. So, <laughs> I mean, it'll be like three o'clock I mean. in the afternoon on July fifth, and you still hear random gigantic booms and like car alarms going off constantly. So, and and there's no there's no concession for what time of the day it is. You know, it'll be like three no. in the morning, two in yeah. the morning, and they, it just it's a nonstop fireworks party. That's. Yes, exact same thing. It, it doesn't like it doesn't matter what time you get home. You're like, still, you're fucking still lighting these up. Okay, all right. Well, I mean, it, it becomes so much that around that time, like fireworks almost become like white noise, and you just you yeah. you almost don't even notice it. Oh yeah, I sure. our dog does not react to them nope, at all. No, yeah. she has zero reaction. Thank and you. I we do know people whose dogs are okay. really. Sensitive with it, Sasha has never reacted, and I don't know if she's just used to the explosions or what. Or it just doesn't bother her. Yeah, she's a wartime dog. Yeah, <laughs> See, I remember when I was younger, um, because like I, I grew up in the same neighborhood for the first like 13 years of my life, and that was like when we do Fourth of July stuff, and pretty much only because our upstairs neighbors are doing it. Like, since then. I can like maybe when my nephews would get like sparklers or something, but like since then, like again, my family not one, not one together for many holidays, let alone like Fourth of July. Yeah. Um, but I 
like again our upstairs neighbors they would have friends or, or people they would get fireworks from sometimes their cousins and we would just in front of our house uh like all the, the big ones where you put it in the tube and it fucking yeah. launches into the air yeah. the only thing is it was like a pretty busy street so occasionally we'd have to like wait 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 wait, wait. and then this dumbass firework would go off but like there's all this traffic building up and like i was a kid so i didn't have to worry about that but yeah. like as an adult now i have way too much anxiety to like to want to <laughs> yeah. do that where i'd just be like oh no and then the worst was like afterwards like all right here's some brooms now we got to clean all this up and i'm like I, yeah. yeah i was like i didn't even get to blow any of these things up like i you know <laughs> it's funny that you mentioned that and i know i'm sure dave has gone through the same thing i have i look at some of the insane shit that i did without a cell phone without like just just some of those accommodations that we have, the amenities we have now, the things that I did. And I look at what I was doing at 16 and I think about cash and I'm like, there's no fucking way I would let him do the shit that I was doing. Like going to punk rock shows at places that are like, like my parents weren't there. Like, what am I doing? Like, who's, who's green lighting this sort your, of activity? Your parents let you, right? They did. Yeah. It's insane to me. <laughs> Like, I wouldn't let him go without me. Like, yeah, go um, ahead. Go to that shithole and watch these fans play. I'm sure it'll be fine. I, like, I'm very much the same way with, like, my nephew. So, like, my oldest nephew, he's he's going to be 10 <clears throat> in December. And I'm just like, okay, I can kind of remember, like, the dumb shit me and my friends, yeah. like, started to do. You know, it doesn't really uh, rev up until about, like, 12 or 13. Like, I remember uh, my best friend and I, and I talk, I, I talk about it all the time. Uh, at one point, his brother got two BB guns, um, and we with metal pellets, not even like the little plastic pellets, like the the metal pellets. <laughs> of course. And while he was at work, so th there was like one summer that all we did was I would wake up, I'd, I'd directly go to his house because nobody was yeah. home, everyone's at work. We would uh, he we had the the Xbox set up where he would be playing like. A lot of old school rap, which is how I discovered it, and then uh, yeah. the Warriors game on the Xbox. Oh, we'd, we'd play that while we'd boil hot dogs and make ourselves Lipton iced tea that we didn't know already had sugar in it. So we'd just Add throw more. a bunch of sugar, of course. <laughs> Gotta yeah. top that off. So we're like, hey, we're like, Joel's at work. We should take his BB guns and shoot each other in the back. So we would, one we, does. Yeah. we'd go in the backyard. He'd stand on one end, I'd stand on the other. We'd jam a pillow in our shirts, and the only agreement was we can't shoot each other in the face or dick. And we would just – and mind you, there was a, an off-duty cop that lived right next door that we just <laughs> didn't care. And we'd just – that's all yeah. we'd do. we shoot you each other. You were eight cats even back then. <laughs> exactly. And then – and, like, the, the worst part is, too, is that, like, because his brother didn't give us permission – mind you, we were using up all the CO2 tanks – Mm -hmm. yeah unaware but also we had to go into like the grass and start picking out all like the the pellets <laughs> to put them back oh my god yeah so and, and then eventually what we did was we would go to target because at this time target was selling paintball guns and bb guns we would steal our own pellets and then just use those but then yeah. his, his but then his brother would be like why are all these like little plastic pellets in the back and we're like i don't know who knows could be anybody we my, had, uh, my brother bought a paintball gun when he was, I don't know how old he was. He was a teenager. Yeah, he was at least yeah. a teenager. And I'm the most, like, anti-gun person ever. <laughs> like, I didn't even let Cash have toy guns. 
because I was like, they're not toys. They're not in like, you just don't play with guns. But they were toys. Well, right, 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 right. right. Um, eventually I was like, okay, Star Wars guns. Yeah, they make a pew pew sound. That's fine. <laughs> uh, anyway, I talked my brother into, because he got this paintball gun and I was like, well, don't you think you should probably be prepared for like how it's going to feel? What the fuck is that logic? I know, too, I know, but I, it totally worked. I was like, let me shoot you. Like, I want you to run away and let me shoot you. And he's like, no, absolutely not. I'm like, well, don't you want to like be prepared for like when you're out there with your friends, you don't want to look like a total fucking pussy. And he totally bought it and he let me shoot him. I just lit him up. Flawed logic. Like, look, you bought a flamethrower. You need to know how fire feels. No, you fucking don't. But we knew how fire felt. Like we'd been raised that way. Dave, were, yeah. there, were there ever, ever any sort of shenanigans with like paintball or like BB guns? Because like I've like I've met Dave's brother and like <laughs> one of the most interesting men that I've ever met. The start like I love of, stories about your brother, Dave. <laughs> oh, dude, I wish I wish you would have been there at like the first Thanksgiving that we had at his house. I remember it was just like it was towards the end of the night and we're all just sitting in Dave's living room and his brother is just telling all these stories and I'm just like <laughs> tell, I'm like tell me more. Like, I'm just like, really? Like, well, I'll tell you, you know, you, we're talking about like being an unsupervised child and getting in yeah. trouble. When I was younger, you know, I was doing the typical stuff like lighting piles of leaves on fire or shoplifting a lot. Or, um, yeah. like, I'd go to like a construction area and if there were no workers around, I would just like push over all the porta potties like an asshole. <laughs> 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 stuff. But, like, no, I thought I was a pretty prolific shoplifter. My little brother, he would just go like to Walgreens and they would be selling like a razor scooter and he would just walk out with a cart with like a razor scooter and like yeah. loaves of bread and stuff. And then one day, right. <laughs> one day he went by someone's Jeep and literally cut through the canvas top and lit the Jeep on fire and walked away. I was like, what are you doing? So my my brother, like between the two of us when we were young, he looked like the squeaky clean one, but he was far more devious and destructive. <laughs> I'm gonna set this car on fire. Give me two minutes. <laughs> well, he came by on his on his stolen ro- razor scooter, and he's like, "Dude, I just lit a jeep on fire." I was like, "What?" He's like, "Yeah, I was just there. It had a cloth top. I figured it was." Oh, yeah. I was like, oh. <sighs> See, I. I didn't, I never set a car on fire. Like I stole, no. like, I stole like heavy metal cassette tapes <laughs> from Kmart. And oh my shit. God. Like, I never stole anything. Never. That's because you're a fucking cops kid. I know, but still, I never stole anything. See, I've, Brian, I, I there was this target near us that I eventually got caught shoplifting at, was banned from going <laughs> there, and then went back later on that day. Because I didn't tell my parents that I got caught shoplifting, and I was like, I'm gonna f- just flat out deny it. Because it was, it, so it was a pair of headphones. Um, and mind you, at this point, I am, sh- I was shocked that I got caught in because it was so it was right next to this like uh, basketball court that we would all kind of go hang out at, yeah. and it was almost a point of contention where I was like, I'm gonna show you how much I could fucking get away with, and I would walk in and very much like Chris Dave, I would just walk out with whatever it was like yeah i remember one time walking out with like brand new socks a basketball and weightlifting gloves yeah didn't need any of them it was just the thing that i did 
Yep, and I yeah, I primarily I would go after uh, I was very big into Yu-Gi-Oh then, so I would stay steal Yu-Gi-Oh cards. Just Getting them Yu-Gi-Oh cards, man. Oh, so many. So much of what I have now, I'm just like like I still have them to this day. They're literally like right over here and they're all just again, friends and I were like, I wonder how much we could steal. I and- had uh, <laughs> I had a I worked I I worked at a grocery store and we had there was a bunch of young people working there. It was all like, you know, 16, 17, 18, 19, 20 or 20 years old. Bad idea. And we all figured out because we got put on a lot of these late shifts, right? Where we're getting out of there like 10, 11 o'clock. We had a whole fucking like trafficking system going like of like liquor and cigarettes, like just funneling the system through the back door by the garbage dumpsters where we were legit like every night like people were any you know you'd you'd get your you'd get your order set out there for you before you leave you'd go and you know get your stuff drive around grab your two cases of beer and your carton of cigarettes and like we had a whole fucking like there's a whole racket going man i didn't pay for cigarettes and alcohol forever because of that because that fucking job just constantly stealing booze and cigarettes so when i worked at the movie theaters and i know dave has some pretty good uh shoplifting stories as well uh, (laughs) but uh, i when i worked at the movie theaters they would put me because the way my the way that specific theater was set up is that like very early mornings during the week were pretty slow and so it would be customer the customer service desk would also serve as the the where you the box office and the ticket yeah. taking place like i yeah. would sell you yeah. your tickets as well as you know rip them tell you what auditorium it is so it'd be yeah. me one person in concession then one person walking around cleaning for a good two three hours sure it's always at that time that people come with their free movie passes all the I'll time i'm because it's yeah. just almost guaranteed so what i would do is they would come, they'd give me their free movie pass, and I would just punch it into the thing, and I'd go, ah, this stupid thing isn't working. You're in theater seven. All right, okay, bye, here you go. Because I would have never, you know, I would never ring up the thing. I would have never scan it. I would just yeah. keep it. And so I sat for a while on, like, a nice stack of, like, these free movie Hell passes. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, <laughs> I mean, which is funny. Like, that, that's how I wind up meeting, like, Ryan and, and, and Frank here. Yeah. Like, I would get some to, to Colt and stuff. There was, like, a few times I got Marty into the theaters for free. But, yeah. like, I leave the movie theaters uh, 2012. And, uh, I mean, I'd only been there for about two years, so I'd leave, but for much like you for like a solid year and a half after that, never, never paid for movie ticket. Cause I was no. just sitting on so many of these passes and it would be yeah. like, like to my girlfriend at the time, I'm like, all right, this one expires fucking next week. So we, we gotta, gotta go out. We gotta go watch something. Even if it was like something we'd already watched or didn't want to see, I'm just like, all right, come on. We have to go watch Ted for the fifth time because <laughs> there's nothing else playing at this specific time that like we've got free time. Dave, what's your favorite? What is your all-time bet? What is the best boost ever shoplifting? What's your best haul? Uh, so, so we like like you. We, me and my best friend to this day, who's still my best friend we had like a little enterprise at our high school, Larkin high school, where we would just go hit up almost every single JC pennies in the area and 
literally just take a whole rack of Adidas tearaway pants. And we had like a really strong magnet at the house. So, you know, we could get all the ink packs off. Yeah, and it was like the homeboy shopping network. Like people would come oh. to our table, and we'd have a duffel bag just full. Of, and at the time, Adidas tearaways were like the jam. So yeah, you know, we, we would yeah. get all the different colorways. And at JC Penney's, like no one was manning any of the stations, so we would literally take whole racks and just go down the escalator and walk right out. Holy shit! Um, eventually, one day we went to um, the JC Penney's in at Spring Hill Mall and my friend is gone. And I eventually what we started doing, we, we would go to Foot Locker and ask for an extra large bag. And then we would just dump the stuff in the Foot Locker bag. <laughs> and then if anyone stopped us, we'd be like, we got these at Foot Locker. But um, I'm looking for them and I'm upstairs at JCPenney's and I have literally have a whole bag full of Adidas tearaways. And he comes out, he goes, dude, I, I just applied to get a job. And they said, yes. I was like, what? <laughs> he goes, he goes, yeah, and she said, if if you're, any of your friends are looking, uh, send them my way. So I went in, and they interviewed me right there, and I'm sitting in the JCPenney's like, store manager's office with a bag full of stolen stuff from their youth department, <laughs> and they gave me a job on the spot. So. Holy shit! Yeah, and then I, I walked out, We then we took all the ink tags off of these pants and sold them the next day at school. <laughs> oh, my God. But I... Is there any? That is the most capitalist. <laughs> I mean, part of it. I mean, I'm sure we can all relate. Like, the part of it is like the boredom of youth, and like also you're like, oh, I'm I'm getting one over this whole system designed to make me not steal from them. Yeah, and it's just the audacity of it. And I'm sitting in there, and I'm I'm kind of sweating, but I'm also very thrilled and very aroused. <laughs> yeah. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely you are like that. How exciting. Like you're sitting there with their stolen products and you're fucking getting offered a job to work at the place that you're robbing blind. Like it doesn't get any better than that. Yeah. The robbing continued once I, once I was an employee, but (laughs) that's like a whole nother story. But yeah. Well, yeah. Then then you up the ante a bit. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Now, um, Now as parents, because uh, I think, because you're, I mean, both your guys' kids are probably about the same age, if not like, yeah, maybe I think like, Cash and, and I think uh, your daughter, I think, are the same, close to the same age, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Pey- Peyton's going to be 14 this year. Yeah. Cash is 14 now. So, yeah. So, as parents of two 14 year olds, are you guys prepared for this possible, like, possibly getting that phone call of, like, hey, your kid, you know, I like, am. and how do you react to that? I am like I any any sign of rebellion out of him like I'm I will I'm gonna be okay with yeah uh, right there he's right, he's playing fuck it he's been playing Lego uh, the Lego Marvel games for he's grinding <laughs> on them so like like he's not a threat to society but um, I wouldn't be too mad I it's it, yeah right. I'd fucking lose my mind on him and, and, you know, motherfuck him up one side and down the other. But at the end of the day, he, he made a bad choice and got, he got popped for it. And you know, that's, that's life. That's at least how I see it. What about you? I don't see them doing things like that. No, they won't. They have, she's, she's instilled this fear into them. 
<laughs> they're just like, well, what about this? I'm like, what about it? What are you scared of? <laughs> yeah, you, you know, it's funny too. And I, you know, I think you guys can relate is that um, when you were a kid and your parents were mad at you, it, it was, it would really be like, oh man, I, I don't want to see my dad or I don't want to see my mom. It's the end of the world. Oh my God, my life is over. And once you get on the other side as a parent, you realize that they were probably laughing about it like five minutes yes. after yelling at you. And it's really not the biggest deal. Um, I also think too, like I can't imagine my daughter being a prolific shoplifter only because Mm-mm. I'm not such a hard ass when it comes to being a parent. I think, I think being really puritanical and stuff like that really kind of breeds that rebellion. Yes. And it's, it's nice for a child to have like, I don't want to say casual rebellion, but like, for instance, last night we were at a softball game for Peyton and um, we had to have a big talk with her because she had to get pulled from the game because she was just being an asshole. Um, Like her her knee was hurting and then she made a really bad play and then the coach was yelling at her and she was basically telling the coach, fuck you. Yeah. (laughs) She's like, I'm. You know, she's been she's kind of been like, I'm tired of softball and she's tired of this one particular coach. And okay. he was basic. She was basically motherfucking him right to his face in front yep. of everyone Good for her. Good for her. <laughs> and you know, so they're getting ready to do some fielding and she's doing fielding exercises and she's just whipping balls at her teammates. And and like the innings about to start and the coach is like, Peyton, come here. You're off. You're off first base. And she just got a talking to and. You know, I get it. If that was my parents, you know, I would have got beat. I would have been. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And but coming from that place, I'm like, I don't want my daughter to do that. And I find as a parent, the, you know, I'm disappointed in you hits so much harder than I want to, you know, I want to hit you with a belt or something. So, (laughs) yeah. Yeah. Or or like wanting and demanding an explanation, like an explanation is like such an, a labor-intensive conversation with a teenager, yeah. just a child in general, like, explain to me why you did this. You are going to be in that shit for an hour and a half. Yeah. <laughs> because they're going to say why, and you're going to go, that's a terrible fucking reason. Yeah. I need a better one. <laughs> yeah, There's never a good reason. No. And that's, I think that's just part of the growth for them, too, is like, and that that's the, that's a struggle that, that, that's that's the uphill battle with raising teenagers when you we're trying to not do what our parents generation did yeah I have, I have wonderful parents but there are things that are you know incredibly different for us that, than they were with my folks like I have a great relationship with my dad but it didn't happen until like I had kids and we got uh, cash is 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 uh, mimicking fellatio it's <laughs> really aggressive looking uh my uh like we did we just just an absolute fucking psycho um like we didn't tell each other we loved each other you know like i wasn't going to my dad with my feelings and and like my fears and uh, my insecurities it just wasn't a conversation we were having and i don't want that with my kids like ashley's very good at like bringing the peace because i am I am always up. I'm always on 10. Like whether I'm having kind of a manic depressive low or I'm in a good spot, everything is just like, ah, 
yeah, it's just how I like I wake up like that and it's not a good thing, but I but I also like I try and funnel it into love uh, as best I can. So like I don't want to do certain things that our, our parents generation did, but also but also there's a there's part of it where like I have to stop and look and go. You know, some of the shit they did was right that I'm not doing. And maybe I should take a little bit more from them <laughs> than what I am. Like, I, you know, you try and forge your own path as a parent. But, like, they did some shit right. And maybe I should do some of that, too. But also, I also get this part of it where, like, my mom and dad now are like, yeah, man, that's just how that's how this whole thing goes. You just got to ride this part of, of having a teenager out. I'm like, that's not what you guys fucking did. See- but... See, I'm like I like my relationship with my parents now. It's it's definitely a lot better, um, and part of it too is is like I was pretty I was pretty hard on them when I was like when I was a teen. Sure. Um, hey, there goes my favorite anime pervert is uh, in the background <laughs> of this right now. Cash. I was uh, hoping for you too. But it was a thing like when I was like Cash's age and maybe a little older. Like I was just. Oh, I was just a moody teen, and I I had to let my parents, I had to let everyone in the world know how I felt, why everything they liked was stupid, and why everything I loved wasn't stupid. Oh, don't walk away, motherfucker! <laughs> but, and, and that's and that and that's the way it was, you know. Like on Facebook memories, it'll come up all the time of like specifically with like religious holidays. I had to let everyone know. <laughs> How and it's always my cousin commenting. I yeah, we know, we know. Like you don't have to remind us. We um, get it. You're an atheist. <laughs> yeah, but like now, and and now that I'm older, like I have that appreciation. Like a lot of things too. Like a big, like a big thing of contention with me was like my extended family, all my mom's cousins stuff. Yeah, hated all of them specifically yeah. because like all my aunts married uh, rich dudes with money, and so okay. and my mom didn't. And so we were kind of the butt of the joke because uh, we were the only ones who didn't live in some fancy suburb in this yeah. giant, you know, house. Uh, yeah. But my mom's the only one that's not divorced, and all her cousins okay. are. But so it was one of those things where I'm just like, no, fuck them, I don't care. And yeah. I was a little just like, oh, I wish we had this big fancy house. Right. But like now that I'm older, I'm like, oh god, no, I'm so I'm so happy that I. 14 15 i started whatever little jobs and work that i could do because now i understand the value of a dollar i understand that how my dad on on the money he was making supported him his wife and his three kids and still had money to pay child support for his his daughter from his previous marriage yeah unbeknownst and he and it's not like he was like selling drugs or something on the side like no this guy yeah. was just a hard worker and he worked yep. hard so it was very, it's very much one of those things now where when i'm like oh boy do i really want that uh brendan fraser autographed mummy play set i'm like well <laughs> i gotta work so that i can get money for this you know stupid yeah. thing that just sits here but um <clears throat> Like it, it's very much like I also got away with a lot more. Like I, I'll, I'll have these conversations with my parents because uh, my sister, she's only one year younger than me, and I, I feel bad for her because she was not as good with getting away with things as I was. Like we, okay. Okay. we would both get in trouble for the exact same things. The only thing was she got caught and I didn't, and that was the thing. My parents were like, 
you know the, the the police brought you home for being out past curfew. They didn't they didn't bring him home for being out right. past curfew. Like, yeah. We can't yeah. maybe he was maybe he wasn't sleeping over Ivan's house. Yeah. You know? But it, it so it was like one of those things and yeah, like it's just weird because like I do now, like especially with me, I'm at the point now and I'm sure it's, with you guys it's already been a thing where like my friends have kids now and seeing how they raise yeah. their kids and yeah like so not so many of them but some of them i'm just like oh i'm like you are like you are falling down the same rabbit hole that like because specifically with like hispanic parents with their daughters yeah forget about it like so just strict like i had i had friends that lived right next door to our school legitimately Mm -hmm. our school was right here right next door was their house they were never allowed to to come hang out with us we would all have to hang out and we're just like wait it's, it's right there you can yeah. just come over yeah. here and run around. And they were like, nope, nope, nope. And, and same thing with, you know, with like my sister. So it's definitely, I don't even know why I got into all that. But it's it's just, it's definitely like uh, interesting hearing from you guys that like, you know, because I know Dave, your parents were also very like strict with you as far as when it came to like, they were very religious. So yeah. when I hear you guys talk about like your parenting methods, it's very like refreshing to hear that. Like, yeah. Oh, that's, it's awesome. Dave, you're in a similar boat that I am. Like I was raised by my, I mean, my parents were, I, I, I say religious, like they went to church and they were involved at their church, but like it wasn't being hammered down our throat per se, but like for us, like our kids are being raised. We don't, we have, we don't believe in anything. So like raise our kids that way. Like just yeah. be a good person here. Yeah. When you're dead, you're dead. You know, I don't think that's any better or worse than like being raised, like, you know, like faith based, I guess. But um, do you feel like, Dave, do you feel like you rebuked the idea of religion because it was so prominent growing up? Yeah. I mean, part of it was, you know, so I was raised as an independent fundamental Baptist. So, like, really Trump, really Trumpy people. Yeah, sure. Um, and you know, there was always this level of like really underlying racism and homophobia was like really strong in those circles to the point where like, when I went, I finally went to a private public high school, I had never seen a gay person in my life. And I was like, ew, they are real. And like my homophobia was really showing through it. And it wasn't until like, I would meet a bunch of people. I was like, oh, they're, they're not like weird troll people that'll that are trying to make me gay or you know what i mean all, all these weird right. prejudices that are just beat into you yeah and the more i saw it and the more i saw other people that weren't you know hardline christians i found that like they were actually kind of the most christ-like you know i would see people with empathy and sympathy for other people and caring and and when you see like a normal person that's not in church and they're the most kind people. And then you start to realize just how hateful a lot of church stuff is. Yes. <laughs> it, it really like it flipped in my head. I was like, wow, these, a lot of these people are garbage people, <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. People that are supposed to be, t- you know, talking about love and stuff. If not, it, it really is like this whole vehicle to kind of fuel prejudice and hate. And yes, it is. Yeah. yeah. You know, I'll, I'll say it's maybe a little different for, for Catholicism. Cause like, you know, my wife's Catholic and we've gone to Catholic church and sure. my daughter was in a Catholic school for a while. It's a little bit different. And, you know, Catholics have their own issues, I guess as a whole, but, um, 
Yeah, the I, kids thing. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I feel as I've gotten older and outside of the church system, I feel like I've been what I would call more Christ-like, I, more empathetic. Yeah. Yep. You know, I I love my neighbor. I yep. if I see, you know, prejudice and injustice, I it really irks me. Whereas that was a real blind spot for me when I was in church. So yes, um, I, that. I, I, I do think there is some benefits to, you know, certain churches, I guess, you know, you'll have like a community and maybe you'll form some sort of a moral compass, but you can do that without church too. Uh, Agreed. I, uh, you know, like I grew up going to youth group as a teenager and like got, got immersed in youth group, that whole thing as a teenager. And the funny thing was like, my parents raised us. I was raised in that, like you weren't, you didn't go to church at all, no, not at all. but I was raised going to a church and, you know, you go to youth group as a teenager, but like my parents rate, like my parents didn't teach racism. They didn't teach homophobia or bigotry. Right. Like the shows that wasn't part, that's not who they are as people. Right. Like it wasn't something we learned as I got older. What I realized was, so, you know, I'm going to church and like, well, I believe this because this is what I'm supposed to believe. But then like those things start to pop in and you're like, well, wait, I don't know. I don't hate. Why would I hate these people for who they are? Right. Or, you know, like, like, you know, you've got all the hot button issues that everybody zeroes in on. It's it's gay marriage. It's abortion. Yep. Uh, and those sort of like those sort of like hot button issues are, are all smoke screens because what they're doing is they're indoctrinating people and they're indoctrinating kids specifically. I have a real big issue now as a parent with youth group culture. Yeah. Because I, I, I think it's a very dangerous thing that they weaponize because what they're doing is they're indoctrinating in a, in a really like subtle way, indoctrinating bigotry to young yeah. people by, uh, by trying to make, you know, try to present it as living in this Christ-like fashion. And it's not the case at all. But what for me, what was happening was I look back now and go, I was fucking around with girls and doing all the shit. I was, you know, like I wasn't practicing any of it. It wasn't until I became an adult and realized like, oh, I don't believe in any of that. None of that shit's real. Treating people equally. Yes. Treating people with compassion and kindness. Those are important factors. My dad has this thing that he says where he says, I love I, I love Jesus. I hate church people. <laughs> and that that is probably like to me like that's the like that's the ideal Christian, right? Like right. they practice empathy, they practice equality and kindness and compassion. You believe that? Go ahead. You, the church people, they're fucking villains, man. Yeah. That's, that, that's an army of really shitty people that are more concerned with with political identity than they are actually living the so-called standards and beliefs of their savior. So, well, well, not only that too, but yeah, like it's very insular and yes. yeah, but also it's a very big money-making venture, which makes it that much more attractive absolutely. to yes. proselytize yeah. people. Yeah, yeah. Um, the American church is a is absolutely a profit is a is a profit-based industry and i you know they're the, the first people to step up and go oh, it's not an industry the fucking ain't like you yeah. guys are making hand over fist money that's not taxed and you aren't doing fuck all for the people Nothing. that have yeah. that don't have things the people that have less the less fortunate you aren't fucking helping them you live in this bubble where you sing your your pop your 
you know, your major scale Jesus is my boyfriend feel good songs. And then you spend the rest of the week cheating on your wife with your fucking secretary. Uh You're in this miserable, loveless marriage. She hates your fucking guts. Your kids can't stand you. But hey, man, I'm going to go to church and listen to some bullshit fluff piece and pretend that I'm pure for an hour. Like that's it's it's an absolute industry. It's a money making scam. (laughs) Yeah, for sure. Like if you you, if you look at what people call successful pastors, they're Mm -hmm. always got funny rings on their hands, well-tailored suits, driving yes. a Cadillac, and yep. a parsonage paid for by the people. Yep, yep. So, and and they, they're not paying taxes. Mm-mm. Nope. <laughs> See, I, 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 will, I will say, like, the one difficult thing is, so, like, my wife is Catholic. She's not very devout. We don't go to church anymore. But, um, you know, we'll get into, like, a Saturday night where she's got a couple Miller lights in her, and then she'll, she'll get kind of sad, and she'll say you know, I'm worried because you're an atheist that when we die, we won't meet in heaven. Like you forfeited your chance and she'll get a little weepy about it. I feel bad, but like, you know, I believe what I believe. And I'm, here's the other thing too. I'm not going to tell her that she has to believe like me. I think that's, you know, you you choose your own path, but like the, the way I explain it to my wife is, I think it's much more romantic to think that I have like a really small slice of time on this planet and I choose to spend it with you. Yes. And then that's it. That's it for me. Like I die as your husband and, and I'll be happy. And then she'll just start crying. She's like, yeah, but like, what if we go to heaven and you're not there? You know, it it, it can be a difficult struggle sometimes, you know, when you Uh, have, you're going to be with little not X, it's going to be fine. (laughs) Oh my god! The party down there. Yeah, dude. Like, come on. We we got little Nas X. We're good. I just I just had the conversation with my uncle earlier in the week because um, he's been down at the shop painting, um, doing touch ups on the paint. And uh, I'm also like I'm someone who never religious. Like my my mom yeah. made us go to church, and I would fight it tooth and nail again <laughs> because I would have to wake up early on a yeah. Sunday, and uh, yeah, like my dad. Again, just weird. Like he's not religious person. Like he doesn't like going to church, but like has. I think he's religious. I mean, just he's he's an old school Mexican guy. He plays um, the part. Yeah, yeah. But it was like same thing. Like church again. Aside from like my mom making us go, like it wasn't like we live next door to like these Jehovah Witnesses, mm-hmm. and re- so religion to me was always like a oh no, I don't like that. Mainly because when our neighbor would come over, she couldn't watch Power Rangers on TV with us because it sure. invoked the devil's name or something. And I was like, I never want to be part of a club that tells me I can't watch Power Rangers. Yeah, yeah. Like I'd sooner, you know, I'd sooner rather sell my soul to the devil. Yes. Uh, because I can't miss out on Power Rangers. Uh, and it just, again, wasn't everything like um, my godfather is probably listening to this now. He, you know, he was there from, you know, my first communion only because I asked my dad for a PSP, a PlayStation portable. Yeah. Yeah. My dad said, absolutely not. But (laughs) if you do your first communion, like your mother wants you to, they will, people will give you money and you can buy your own. And as like a fifth grader, the thought of like, I, I will have $200. (laughs) you might as well be on earth. Oh God. <laughs> I, I remember. I, so I remember doing my first communion and everything, getting that money. And for like a week, not spending it because I was just like, 
this is the most money I will oh, ever yeah. have. Oh yeah. <laughs> you know, just like, oh my God, this is the, and like now that, so now that my sister, you know, she has her own kids, like her boyfriend also very much like old school Mexican guy. And he's like, yeah, no, like it was just funny. Cause her last, so she, both my nephews, she got pregnant at 16 with her like high school sweetheart. Um, and that quickly dissipated and you know, yeah. like it's, and I mean, they, you know, they still talk and stuff, but like his family, they were like, uh, uh, what do you call it? They found religion because they ran out of cocaine, you know? And yeah. so that was, yeah. so, and they yeah. were like these fake pseudo like religious people. So that yeah. was very weird. But like, you know, her, her new boyfriend, their family, they're they like church and shit and so they're very much like when are we gonna when are we gonna take the little one to get like baptized and stuff and it's like we're in the middle of a pandemic what does any of that matter and what the fuck does that matter what the kid doesn't give a shit exactly. you know and so it's weird now because like my sister again who we weren't really like, religious at all growing up she's just like yeah and then we gotta do this and i'm she's like i want him to go to like church. i'm like we hated church <laughs> i'm like we hated like yeah so bad like even when we even when we went and did like this first communion, I got to my head. I learned nothing. Yeah, I, I yeah. learned yeah. nothing, and my parents wasted their money essentially sending us to that or whatever. Yeah. Um, but it's just weird, you know. Again, like seeing someone where I'm just like, "What do you? Don't you have me. like, you have like a really brief like window with religion in your life?" Yeah, yeah. A guy that I was engaged to was yeah. religious, so I was like, "Okay, sure." I'll try it out. Yeah, the guy she was she was engaged before we were both engaged before we got together. Mm -hmm. Um, but your ex, like his family's super fucking religious, right? Yeah, uh, yeah, yes and no. I mean they love the Lord. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, I tried it out for a little bit and I was like, this is not for me. <laughs> no, no. It, it's a it it's hard now. Like it. it Part of me has a little bit of like, part of me is like, you know, I feel bad for people that really do mm -hmm. right. You know, that live like live in like in Christ's, you know, in a, as a reflection of Christ. But also like you got to look at the team you're on and you have to make a conscious effort. If that, if your team sucks, then you need to delineate yourself from them. And right. Point out why, like, no, I'm not with those guys because those guys are are racist and they are they are immoral and they are bigoted and they are hateful, spiteful people. And that's not what I want to be about because that's not what this book that I, I care so deeply about is about. And they they don't do that. They don't stop themselves and go, nope, I don't want to be a part of that. And I'm going to make a point to make sure people know I'm not a part of that. They just like, well, I know, well, we got, no, you fucking don't. You don't have to go along with it. You don't have to play along with that shitty way of conducting life. And uh, like, if more, if I know a handful of people who I can, I, I can say, and I'm sure you guys are in the same boat where I can go, I can't say that I hate all Christians, right. you know, because I know some really good ones, some people mm -hmm. that, oh, yeah. that really walk the walk. And Absolutely. I can't like, I can't look at them and go like, no, I can't lump them all together because I see him. And I have a friend who's a, who's a pastor. He's a Methodist pastor. And mm -hmm. his is all like, he, he, a lot of what he does is, is, uh, is counseling. Mm -hmm. 
He's a huge mental health advocate, a huge, huge advocate of, you know, of really like digging into taking care of your, your mental health. He's a huge advocate of equality, mm-hmm. um, bit, like big, big proponent of supporting the LGBTQ plus community within the church. I look at him and go, that's a good, that's a good person. That's a good person. Yeah that takes the thing they believe in and they're using it for good. They're leveraging it to, and he speaks out. He speaks out against racial inequality. He speaks out against, uh, against uh, gender inequality and like does these things. And I look at him and I go, that's why this is love. That's what love looks like. <laughs> you guys want to project love, do what this guy does. And literally none of them fucking do it. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's the thing too. Like when, when you look at religion, those guys are the outliers. They are the, you know, yeah. all all the regular mainstream guys yeah. are like, that's the crazy guy that likes gays or, yeah. oh, can you believe they have a woman pastor over there? Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's a shame. I, I I think we're seeing a lot more turnover towards love with a lot of the non-denominational pastors. But again, like in the greater religious circles, they're all like the weirdos. They're the fringe people, yes. which is a shame. It is. It, 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 it sucks that um, it sucks that that is the face that they put to the public. Yeah. And it, like, you've politicized your faith that you've rendered your faith completely irrelevant by doing so like that. And that's how I see all religions. All religions should be apolitical. Yeah. They should want nothing to do with politics yeah. because it it works in direct opposition of what politics is about. Yeah. But it- said they feed off of it they do absolutely yeah it's I mean, disgusting and we're we're in the fucking heartland for that you know where it's <laughs> yeah. just like god guns and country like that's <laughs> <laughs> and i like i can't hang with that like that's so boring like cool you're into guns and and you don't want brown people in your neighborhood have you ever talked about what makes you sad no you can't do that because that would that would show humanity like i yeah. just i can't i got no time for that shit <laughs> I I enjoy reading about cultures of the past mm-hmm. and specifically like what they worship and it's always like oh like we picked the wrong like we should be worshiping like Quetzalcoatl this uh you know Aztec sun god or yeah. you know reading the book of the dead like the Egyptians cuz those those are just so much more fun or or yoga or yo- like yeah. she's into like the whole eastern flop. but also you like witchcraft so oh like, yeah she can't yeah. be trusted I've always wanted to be a witch <laughs> Always, ever since I was a kid. I'm like, no, that's what I want to do. I want to be a witch. I want to hex people and make people's lives miserable. But <laughs> you chose to do the bad guys. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but that, that's always the most fun, though. It um, is. Wes yeah. and Ashley, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, if people yeah. want to hear more of you guys, where can they hear that? They can do that every Wednesday at 11 a.m. Why did we ever meet? Uh, wherever get your podcasts from. Um, it's It's us. It's our kids and animals fucking up a lot of episodes because they're loud and they're chaotic. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've had a lot of really great guests on from, uh, from scrump to uh, Marty DeRosa and Sarah Shockey, Andre Gower from uh, has a lot of, you know, is the star of monster squad uh, Jonah Matranga from far. Uh, we just had on Jeff Caudill from the band game face. we got a bunch of cool musicians and weird people coming on. And we just, uh, we, we don't, we do a lot what you guys do. There's no format. We just want to talk to you. So uh, that's that's what we do. We want to connect with people. Uh, you'll if if I've been ranting on here, 
you know, amp that up about five notches when it's on our show. Mm-hmm, <laughs> but for sure. uh, at the end of the day, like we are about, we, we, we want to bring a bright spot into someone's life and, and talk honestly and talk about love and equality. So I love it. I love you guys. I'm very much forward to looking to, uh, I was just having a conversation actually with Jesse Kohlenberg, friend of the show, you know, your show. Friend of our show as well. Yeah. Yeah. We love Uh, Jeff. About how I was just like, I can't wait. I was like, now that we're all fully uh, vaxxed, I was like to to eventually do this again in person. And I've mentioned it before, but uh, Dave and I, aside from working here at Pro Wrestling Tees, we also, we have a little uh, family video store of ours. It's called Scrump and Stang's Family Video. You know, we review movies. Ash, we're definitely going to have both of you guys back on when we talk talk some Midsummer because, you know, we had had so much fun with Wes talking about... um, hereditary hereditary that and i know how much you love midsummer and that's one that like since we did hereditary i'm like ah, I'm like i can't wait to start talking talking about that uh yeah. but thank you guys again and uh we'll talk to you soon thank right. you thank you again wes and ashley uh i was talking to wes about driving down there and i'm just like yeah sure <laughs> like i to this day regret like not doing because they would he you know with one of his kind of side jobs um he would attend a lot of cons and i was always like yeah yeah i'll make my way out to one and never did but cons are coming back you know friend of the show Vinny and moses they were uh down in florida at two separate cons and um, hustling hustling yeah boy Vinny came back uh nice and crisp it's it's just (laughs) Which is funny because yeah, I often I often say Vinny's kind of like he's like the Elvira of the shop, you know? He's like a sexy vampire. Very sexy. In that, you know, he's just like really pale, but whenever like we're at, somewhere where there's a lot of sun, he typically gets burnt really quick. And that yeah. was the case. He came back uh nice and crispy. crispy. Nice and crispy yeah. is the way I like to say it. Um Dave though, there's a uh, so there's a few days, not a few days. There's there's a special event that's going down. You know, you might have people at home might have heard of the Twelve Days of Christmas. Um, <laughs> I I recently became aware of the Forty Days of Stank. Um, wh- why don't you explain to listeners what the Forty Days of Stank are? Yeah, well, so we we got about uh, about a month, a little over a month before uh, my fortieth birthday, which is a big milestone, I guess, and you know. First of all, happy Mother's Day to my wife. Um, but shout like, out Annie! Shout out Annie! Shout out Annie! Um, I don't. I don't like to make a big deal out of my birthday, and you know, not not to ruin Mother's Day, but like me and my mom never really had a good relationship, so like my birthday was never a big deal, and so like it's just ingrained in my head. It's like let's just you know, it's another rotation around the sun. I'm I'm not you know that crazy excited about it but like the beautiful thing about my wife you know among the multitude of beautiful things is that like she because of that she knows that and she likes to make an extra big deal out of my birthday (laughs) and so um you know i like to act like i don't like it but i love it uh, clearly and so um every year she says i'm the hardest person to shop for which i don't think so you could get me a rock and you could paint like a turd on it and I would love it. I'll display it proudly and cherish yeah, it. I've done that. Yeah. You've actually given me a turd. Yeah. I've loved it. It's petrified on my desk. No, but like, <laughs> but 
you know, she she really wants to make it special. And I tend to be a person that just buys whatever he wants whenever he wants it. So I get that. So like this year again, she's like, what do you want for your birthday? I was like, oh, nothing. Let's, you know, let's just have like a barbecue and hang out. And so I knew she was doing something because she was being real suspicious. And her and Peyton would constantly go out and say, we're going out. I'd be like, where? And they're like, don't worry about it. And they'd be in the basement at weird times. And so I, I came home from work the other day. And in the living room and covering the coffee table and all around it was just packages. And the sign that said, Lordy, Lordy, look who's almost 40. And it said, you know, 40 days of until your birthday. And every day. So they made the number 40 out of like Dixie cups and glued it to a board and then covered it in tissue paper. And then it's like a big advent calendar. So every day I wake up, I pull you know, a tissue paper off and I look in the cup and there's a Batman sticker in there. And then I got to go find in the pile of presents that matches that Batman sticker. And, you know, sometimes there's multiples of the same ones. So I got to pick, there's some really big ones in there and then some small ones. So I've been consciously picking the small ones, you know, cause they're like, just open them now. You don't have to, I'm like, no, 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 we're going to do 40 days. And so not, not all of them are like crazy gifts. Like I've been getting like, um, you know, like my first gift was some wooden dowel sticks, which I use when I'm painting action figures. So I need them. That's good. And then like the second day I got a beard bib because Annie says when I trim my beard, I, I leave too much hair in the sink, even though I wash it out. But it's not enough. And then, you know, I got um, some tools for my griddle, which, you know, we griddle every weekend. And then this morning I got a pinata full of Snickers bars. <laughs> so it's been really cool. There's some really big ones in there, and I'm oh, and I got a I got a White Ranger Power Ranger helmet. Oh hell yeah, very sick. But um, yeah, there's some big ones in there. I'm trying to avoid them. I'm trying to wait to the end. Um, and also, it's making them very anxious because I'm just opening the smallest things. <laughs> so, but it, it's it's stuff like that. And you know, I made a post about Mother's Day this morning. It went a little long, and and you know, I can get a little verbose sometimes, but. The thing I love about my wife is that, like, she really loves doing these little things that, like, you know, it's, it's always worth it to work hard. And no matter what, I, I love my wife. I love the kids. Um, but it's like these little things that really make you feel special and really remind you daily how lucky you are and how wonderful it is to have someone in your life that cares enough about you to do that. So. Um, it's been a blast and, uh, I didn't see it coming. I'm normally on top of stuff like that, but they, they got me on it. So no, that, that's very sweet. Yeah. You, I know you posted, you know, like a very, you know, heart, heartfelt post. you know, Michael as well posted something really. And yeah, it's funny too. Cause like in watching, like I was watching dark side of the ring yesterday, the Brian Pillman episode and, um, mm -hmm you know brian pillman jr very strange relationship with his mother and he's just like you know i'm gonna work on it and you know some people with parents just in general um don't have the best relationship with them and you know some people really want to try to make that work some people are just kind of just giving up on it um you know yeah. regardless where anyone stands on that just make sure you know if those if those figures in your life aren't there, um, you know, we all have someone else there, you know, be it someone who's kind of like in a, yeah. you know, a big brother, big sister, or like a mentor kind of role, um, you know, make sure you let them know, 
how much you know yeah. you love them and stuff like that you know because which, which also by the way i wanted to mention to sorry to cut you off but no, like no, you're good. with with the the allen clan that we talked to um you could say that they are unconventional parents mm-hmm. um and and for some people they're you know Maybe that's not their style of parenting, but what you can't deny is how much love they have for each other as a family, you know, and that's really the goal. It's like, I I don't know about you, but I'm sure there's a lot of people that can relate that like sometimes just your relationship with parents can be hard. You feel like you can't talk to your parents and, you know, maybe that's no fault of your parents. They just, they're doing the best they can, but like, wouldn't it be nice to be able to share stuff with your parents and be able to joke around and, you know, not have such a rigid rule structure where you just don't feel like you can be yourself around your parents. None of that exists in the Allen clan. Like those guys love each other. (laughs) You know, they're throwing, you know, F bombs at each other and, but it's fun and it's full of love and I'm sure they have their hard days. Everyone does, but like, even as we're recording, we're doing Zoom and just the kids coming up and just checking out on, on the parents doing the podcast. And the amount of love that they have for each other is really great. So, no, no, uh, for, for sure. Like, it, I mean, and honestly, like, I would even probably, I would say that, like, I say that about like you and your family, you know, like, um, like especially very early on when i would be there I, you know i would drive up there to record uh, you know this intro outro like live in person with you um or you know i haven't been over for you know whatever events you know be it your birthday or you know uh thanksgiving whatever it was like same thing with like you and you know like i feel and again this is just outside looking in like i very much feel like you and annie are parents where you know like the kids can tell you like oh, this is what's going on at school or just, you know, it, whether it's like some big, you know, like, oh my God, you can you believe what Samantha did? And you're like, what fucking Samantha? Don't fucking hang around her, you know? Or just like, yeah. oh yeah, you know, at school, uh, you know, uh, Kyle and me, we're working on this, like just whatever, just things. Because I mean, myself, like, it's not so like now that I'm older that I'm like open and able to talk about things with my parents. Like I was just... You know, first thought, like, as a teen, very much, like, I knew everything and everyone was stupid and everything, you know, like, oh, it's just the worst. And I feel bad, you know, but they're like, well, that was just being a teen, you know? And, like, with yeah. my parents, like, it's it's very, it's so much easier now for me to, like, talk to them about, like, actual things, you know? Like, we're, like, as, as before, like, they never gave me a reason to not, you know? Like, it yeah. wasn't, like... Oh God! If I tell them that I did this, they're gonna fucking they're gonna whoop my ass or something. Like no, it was just I don't know. I I didn't have that relationship with my parents then. I do now, and I very much like value it, you know, because um, yeah. again, it's it's not a thing that everyone gets to experience, you know. Like I mean, even in talking with I, again, like I mentioned that like Dark Side of the Ring with Brian Pillman Jr. Like it, there's it's a heartbreaking scene where he's just like all I want to do. He goes, "It's just be a dad because." my dad didn't get to be a dad to me, you know? And like, I'm yeah. to no fault of his own. He dies of a heart attack, you know? And then his mom spirals into depression and is not there for him either. So he has to like depend on his aunt. And it's just like, that is more common than not. You know, like a lot of people have similar stories. So where it's just like, yeah, my aunt had to raise me or, you know, my, my older sibling had to raise me. Uh, so I guess, you know, it's just like, you, you know, be be thankful for what you have, and just you know, you, you with everyone, 
you know, be it your friends, your buddies, like let them know how much you love them and care about them. Like I'm someone who, you know, like, like at the shop, you know, everyone's like, all right, bye. See you. You know, like there's people who are like, all right, man, love you. Bye. You know, like all the time. And it's just because it's like, I genuinely care about my friends, you know, like when yeah. I was leaving to Florida, I gave him a hug. It's like, all right, man, be safe. And like, is that a thing that like we do all the time? No, but like, you know, it's like, Oh, this is a friend that I care about and he's going on vacation to Florida. I hope he's safe. I will let him know. Like just, you know, let, let your friends know how much you love them. Let your family know how much you love them. Um, cause again, man, we're on a fucking, we're on a f- spinning rock that's just hurling in space that at, at any minute, the alien, the Anunnaki can come back and enslave us. <laughs> A meteor can just smash into the earth or like the sun can just blow up, you know, who who knows what will happen, you know, maybe there's some like dormant volcano we're not aware of and it'll just blow up and destroy the United States or the entire world. So just, you know, tell people you love them. Don't be a dick. That's it's kind of just, you know, good way to live life. And like Stanley said, look to the man next to you. That's your brother. Look at the woman next to you. That's your sister. We're all in this together. Exactly. Uh, Stank, we had planned on talking some Invincible, uh, but we've been kind of raining on for a while now. So next yeah. ne- next week we will talk some Invincible, I promise you guys. Yeah, and if, if you haven't watched it, catch up because we're going to spoil the shit out of oh, it yeah, next week. It's just going to be a spoiler-filled, spoiler-spoiler talk. Um, yeah. So, yeah, make sure you watch it. Uh, but for the PWT cast this week, you guys, I've been Scrump. And this is Stank. And this is friend of the show, Kenny Omega. Kenny Omega here. Friend of the show. We've run out of things to say here at the PWT cast. And so, I must bid you adieu. Goodbye and good night. Bang, bang. <laughs>